0: Hey guys, Council L. Glenn with bridging the gap where we talk about bridging the generational gap as well as the wealth gap. We literally take you step by step and tell you how to Breach that gap from where you are to where you want to be uh, from the aspect of a boomer, somebody that's been there, done that in the excerpt. Hope you guys enjoyed the content. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel and make sure you hit the bell notification. We want to let you know as soon as we drop something, we want you guys to get it. We want you to be first. So make sure you do those two things for us and we can't wait to drop some more content. Good morning, good afternoon, good (laughs) evening. Whatever time it is, wherever you're watching, welcome to Bridging the Gap, episode 16. That's it, man. I'm your host, Council Glenn. And William V. Thompson. Back at you again with some more hot fire. Speaking of hot fire, I'm drinking some coffee from an unlisted source. Now, if this unlisted source would like to sponsor Bridging the Gap, uh, I'll be happy to keep it in this original cup. (laughs) Uh-huh. For sponsorship opportunities, please contact us. No, I'm joking. <laughs> how you been, man? i've
1: hey, been doing really good. Still busy, still doing that tax thing that we're gonna talk about some on today. So uh is this taxes, taxes, and more taxes? Because that's where the money is.
0: Yeah, I don't think people realize how much money is actually in taxes, but hopefully today we'll break some of that down. And
1: I'm gonna make a general statement, counsel. Studies have shown that 30% of what a person makes goes toward taxes. So if a person's making a hundred grand a year, they're ultimately spending $30,000 in taxes, more than their house, more than their car, and more than those ugly student loans. And sometimes all added together. Wow.
0: Wow. I can't wait to dive into this one. This is probably going to be one of my favorite ones we've done in a while. Uh, When it comes to taxes with the business, I mean, of course we can get pretty wild with deductions and things like that, but Let's go step by step and hop into it. Uh, what do you think the first step is or your point in uh, taxes with the
1: business? Okay. Well, I'll tell you, a, a general idea, then more specific. If a person really wants to build wealth and not have the IRS take a lot of their money, mm-hmm. you need to have a, ta- a business, a business, number one. Okay. Because when Congress, when Congress developed the laws, they said we need someone that can help us stimulate the economy. So all the great deductions are on the business side of the table. That's the general first thought, okay? But then even once you decide to become a business, the key thing now is selecting the right business entity. That's okay. the key thing. All right. Now, when you say business entity, what you know? What if I'm just getting like paid via Cash
0: App or okay, you know, people paying me cash and I just putting it straight in my personal account and
1: you know we handle that at the end of the year. Okay. Is that kind of the way? You recommend or well, again, let's backtrack. The first thing people can do it doesn't matter whether I'm talking about a business making five thousand a year or fifty million a year. You really want to have the same mentality that I literally want to make a lot of money, but legally, legally minimize my amount of taxes. Like for example, a lot of people will actually look at starting a business. And it's very popular now to become an LLC. Okay. Okay. And people feel like they've arrived. Well, an LLC is really more so for liability protection than it is for taxes. So once you decide you want to be an LLC and we recommend it, then you have to answer the question, what is your tax election? Okay. Okay. And the tax election simply says, how, listen to this, how do you want to be taxed? Now think about it. Most people, when it comes to financial matters, don't have a lot of say in it. But now the government is saying, tell me how you want to be taxed. What set of rules do you want to work under, live under, and be taxed at?
0: Wow. So there's different sets of rules I can select mm-hmm. to be taxed at as a
1: business owner. There you go. Wow. So it's smart to know what the better rules are. Meaning, if you do nothing, you default to be what's called a sole proprietorship. It does have some advantages and disadvantages. Or you could say, I want to be treated like a partnership, mm-hmm. or I want to be treated as an S Corp or C Corp. Got it. But it's key that you have to make the right decisions. And let me give you a couple examples. Um, Joe and I, for the last 20 years, we have been a C Corp. Okay. And the reason why a C-Corp works for us is because we per se really did not need the salary because of other streams of income. We wanted the tax-free benefits. So our goal was we'll take a salary, but we want to build benefits. So a C-Corp made more sense to us because in a C-Corp, I can take a small salary like $24,000 a year, and but then I can turn around and I can put twenty four thousand into my four hundred one k. All that's tax deferred. Mm-hmm. Then I can have my long term health care paid for. I can rent out my house for board meetings. My travel out of the out of the, the 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 city is tax deductible. My life insurance, my health insurance, Joe Vituri can have a scholarship given by your Promised Land, our corporate entity. So all the benefits that I needed and wanted. A C-Corp made more sense. Got it. So individuals have to sit down with a tax professional and they have to answer the question, what's more needed? Do you need a big salary now? Small salary now? Do you want a lot of benefits? Tell us what you need. What's your goal with this company? And then from there, we can decide whether it's an S-Corp, a C-Corp, a sole proprietorship, or maybe a partnership, but that's the key thing. If you're going to maximize your tax savings. Okay? And that's, and that's what I think is so important. A lot of times,
0: especially on social media these days, you know, everybody's a, a tax expert and right. we see, you know, start an LLC, get your business credit, you know, kind of a, the same post being shared yeah. over and over again. But like you said, you guys do a C corp. But I personally did an S corp and that's because we were trying to buy a house. So there you we go. to show a larger salary. Yeah, My situation was different from yours and everybody else's situation is different than your other friends and family or whoever on Facebook. So it's important to talk to an expert that's it. about which uh, um, business tax election, I'm sorry, you should select when it comes to that business entity. Like you said, the LLC, that's just for protection. That tells IRS nothing about how you're taxed. Um, and again, by default, it'll be a sole proprietorship, but oh, you yeah. need to
1: understand the rules with all four of those when you're making that selection you have to and going back to what you said an s corpus we sat down and talked and asked you general questions. it made a lot more sense to you guys and you guys are doing it now you guys got these huge salaries now no no, no. and it positions you all to be able to get out in the marketplace and do some things that you want to you're not as concerned about retirement in a 401k, because a lot of your retirement wealth is going to primarily be through real estate. Correct. So you in turn wanted that money now, so you could do real estate outside of your S Corp to build wealth that way. So again, like you said before, talk to the professionals. And I tell people this, uh, I always use this saying, I heard it years ago, that, that you never study to teach. You study to live and simply teach what you live. Mm-hmm. Go to somebody who is doing, not thinking about doing, doing what you want to do. Because when we do that, we simply can show you our tax returns if necessary yep and our real estate portfolio and our various things. So you can now know we're not thinking theoretically, but I wanna get this thing right, why? Because my family is doing what your family is being recommended to do. And trust me, it comes across so much better in your results.
0: Yeah, I agree a hundred percent, a hundred percent. One of my best friends, David, he, he's, uh, yeah, yeah. his mom always used this saying, a, the a best lesson is a bought lesson. <laughs> yeah, and, and good good wisdom. Good wisdom If now. somebody else has already paid the prices, need for you to do the same thing again just learn from
1: learn from history man that's it and you know and if if i'm going into a professional i'm going to ask them are you doing successfully what you're telling me to do okay you're telling me you want me to uh, get a six-pack and that's the thing he can tell you how to get a six-pack i want to i want to know i I don't go around looking at me but i want to see your six-pack if you got a six-pack you can probably tell me how to Maybe get a three-pack at my age, but more than what I got now. But show me that you're doing it and doing it well, and I will listen. Yeah, this generation knows what It's called receipts. You got it. I see. He took the word. I knew that. I knew that. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. (laughs) All right. What's the second point in uh, cutting tail with the business? With the business. I tell you, it's it's so simple, Counsel, but here it is. Learn. not the word learn. Mm -hmm. Learn to look at every way you spend money. And develop a legal way to make it tax deductible. I, I get I get teed off to hear tax professionals saying, go out and incur debt to get a deduction. Or, oh, no, that makes no sense. I go out, I'd incur debt and I incur $10,000 a year worth of interest. I might save $3,000, but I spent $10,000. So, our philosophy look at every way you spend money. And let's make it tax deductible. For example, your youngest son, your oldest son is eight. Yep. Eight. See, right now within time, you all can start employing him. He can get a he can get a W2, you get a tax deduction. So what his allowance used to take, or if there's an allowance, mm-hmm. his salary now does. Yep. The same thing with people with their home offices. See, if you're a sole proprietorship, you can simply write off a part of your home office. So if your house is, let's say 3,000 square feet, at least make a thousand of it, a home office. And now one third of all your household expenses are now tax deductible. You pay no more, but you probably got another five or $6,000 write-off. That's for sole proprietor. Mm -hmm. But in a C Corp, I can't do that way. Again, different law. At a C court, what I have done, what Joe and I chose to do, is we simply have monthly meetings at our house. And, you know, got a pretty decent house. And my point of that, we went out to Grandover, and Grandover says they're going to charge me $1,500 to rent about an 800 square foot room to have food brought in for all day. That's about $1,500. Mm-hmm. So in a C Corp, what I do is when Joe and I have our monthly all-day meeting, we take our breaks sometimes, too. We take our breaks. Uh, he, he's laughing. I winked at him because I'm married, but that's a whole nother thing. We, we're doing money, not marriage today. But we then can deduct, get our corporation to pay us $1,500 a month. The corporation gets a deduction for 1500 Joe and I get that money, which is $18,000 a year. Tax-free. I t- boy, I tell you, the that, that young, that young fella got it going on. That's tax-free because we've rented it less than 14 days. And I think it's based on IRS code 280. That's $18,000 of tax-free money we got. We spent 12 days a year at home working on business and the corporation got a tax deduction. Wow. So that $24,000... 000- Salary you mentioned earlier now just went up to 42, man. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. See, and, and, and that's why the bridging a gap is so important. Because, see, Council being a millennial understands the moving parts of the world better than I do. And with my long Experience of working, I may know one or two things he doesn't. And guys, when we put that thing together, that's why our podcast is so different and unique. Man, we're putting old school, new school together, and, and it's creating a, a, a wealth-building opportunity for anybody who will heed and listen.
0: Agreed, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's why it's so important to talk to people who are doing it, man, and not just, you know, going by what you see if somebody post on social media. God knows or, that's true. You know what you see on YouTube. Talk with someone, not the YouTube can't be beneficial because it definitely can but it's it's so important to talk to
1: somebody that's doing it you got i got a question a little bit off the subject it it appears that on social media that uh it's almost the gospel if you see it on social media you can run with it is that pretty much the general premise or a little different now i think some people may feel that way and the problem one of the issues with social
0: media is it it kind of legitimizes things because you see it or hear it so much,
1: man. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: You know, I don't watch the news very much. Okay. My mom watches every day. Yeah. Um, You know, what I see as far as news is if it don't pop up as an alert, um, I see it on my timeline. I got you. And so people take it as gospel because that's all of the input that they receive. Okay. Good point. And that's why, it's it, it weighs or has so much weight to it because okay. it's it's the only source I got you. social yeah. media of you know where they get you know news financial matters and you know with with social media it gives everyone a platform and sometimes you know people don't always use it the best that's if what that you. makes sense it does so it does you see a bunch of highlight reels from everyone mm-hmm. and so you begin to think that that's how life is I got you on that one yeah you know nobody sees the struggles anymore we just see mm-hmm. the highlights. And that's unfortunate.
1: You're right now. And I know that there's a principle in the Bible that stands out. It says something like that a simpleton believes everything he's told, but a wise man researches to see if it's really true. And I think, and I love social media because you get a lot of insights there, but particularly with financial matters as counsel has said, once you hear something three or four times, just research to verify it. And once it's verified, Run with it
0: then. Yep. Run with it then. And this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay on the sidebar because I asked you about this earlier this week, and it's something that's really popular on social media yeah. right now, uh, cryptocurrency. Oh yeah. And now everybody is, you know, to the moon and, yeah, Dodge Coin and all these other yeah. ones, and people are, literally, uh, just from seeing what other people post, making a stock investments. Yeah. yeah. Without necessarily understanding everything about it, I'm not an advocate or against. Um, you guys and anyone investing in cryptocurrency, but a lot of people do it just based on what somebody else I got you. You know, I gained five thousand dollars today, my stocks are up this much. Oh, let me go buy it just because so and so is winning, but they don't really understand how it works, the ins Damn. and outs, where you buy it from, oh, what okay. platform allows it, what doesn't. That they haven't done the research.
1: But based on what somebody's posting on social media, yeah, you're right. They're, they're running with it. You're right, and I think last week, a week before, uh, I think Coinbase, I think it's called, mm-hmm. went public, three hundred and some change, and uh, people are saying that it can be the next Amazon, Microsoft, et cetera, Facebook, and the potential is there. But you said it important if, if you're going to build wealth, you definitely want to seize opportunities like that. But again, as we said before, in all you're getting, get understanding. And there's something else I, I look at. There's always a publication of the 50 most disruptive companies, mm-hmm. and it's been there for the last three years. So I really do believe there's a lot of legitimacy to it. But I want people, particularly people of color, to seize those opportunities, research and understand why you are investing your money. Because the average person, if they put three thousand dollars into cryptocurrency or something and it's gone, that's that's probably a month of somebody's life. Yeah. So Understand it before you undertake it. That's what we're saying. Agreed, agreed.
0: All right. Step three
1: in uh cutting taxes or TED with a business. You know, very simple. This is our final one. Very simple. Make sure you document what you do. Okay. Because that when when you start, when you go from maybe making a hundred thousand to a million. The IRS knows that from the standpoint of you filing a tax return. Mm-hmm. And one day the tax man's gonna come knocking. And I tell people this, and it sounds funny. I think everybody should be audited once. You're probably thinking, what is wrong with that fool? <laughs> because once you're audited once, it shows you the importance of uh documentation. Mm-hmm. I mean, back about I get audited about every three or four years and you know, don't end up paying any extra. But I remember, I don't know, about 10 years ago. I took a $20,000 seminar up in Albany, New York. Mm -hmm. And of course, I took it off my taxes. And the auditor, she could not believe, why would you spend $20,000 on a seminar? That is just impossible. Because again, she's making $40,000 a year, you know. And I said, ma'am, look at the numbers. I said, I spent $20,000. The next year, I made $150,000 because of this $20,000 investment. Well, how can you... And, and it took me the and it wasn't the law that we were debating about. Her mentality, her reality says twenty thousand dollars, that's half of what I make. You can't do that. So even though the receipt was there, the credit card statement was there, it was a reality thing. So the point is, document yes, because as you begin to build your wealth and it's coming in, and cryptocurrency is a big one. This is the first year in the tax return that here's the question. Have you done any type of virtual currency? If so, check yes or no. They are setting people up because right now, a lot of that has not been reported via the financial institutions. Mm-hmm. And they're at, and some people may check it, yep, to show their fancy. Well, I think the IRS is going to be flagging you to see if you're reporting anything because they know that most of the cryptocurrency has gone up. And for you to say yes and they don't see something on your return because you didn't get something from the platform, their IRS is going to come knocking because that's taxable income, but nobody talks about that.
0: Yeah, that's another side effect or <laughs> sort of understanding what you undertake. Uh, man, that's that's key. So documentation, have you always been one to document everything?
1: Well, I tell you, I have just because of profession. Okay. You know, I'm a retired yeah, CPA. Yeah. And again, my first job was that of an auditor. So I'm going in, and looking if people have documentation and to see sometimes how poorly corporations and, you know, I, I I dealt with Wells Fargo. That was one of my clients. And to see, and even as a bank, they were missing some pieces. You know, a, a quick story. I remember an old story, an old a company called R.J. and Nabisco uh, over in Reynolds, R.J. Reynolds. Yeah. OK. I remember auditing them and I found a half a million dollar mistake. Wow. I was like, man, I'm the man. that I found a half a million dollars. I took it to my supervisor because it hadn't been documented right. He says that's immaterial. He said, don't worry about immaterial because they were a multi-billion dollar company. So a half a million dollar adjustment, don't even worry about it. So the point is I learned early that even sometimes large corporations are sloppy, but it's important that we keep our stuff tight because if you start making a lot of money, There's going to be scrutiny and there's nothing wrong with that. But again, I say, I think everybody should be audited once to really get the feel of what the IRS is looking from for inside out. And it will make you a better record keeping. And and I think you'll grow your company better.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I wasn't the best at record keeping initially. And have since hired someone to, yeah, kind of reconcile my books for me. But it's still important that I check behind them. There you go. And right. I understand what's going on. There you go. And ask the right questions so that you know I can position myself in my company, is in my family, really, as best as possible. Even though somebody else is kind of checking that box for me, I still want to be on top of things as well. So that's something that I actually take pride in, right. kind of knowing what's going on, asking the right questions. Or if I see something is missing, I'm actually reviewing what he sends me and there not just go. writing
1: the check. That's right. There <laughs> you, know, you go. Those things are very important. Account, they're critical because so many people do what you used to do, but you need to understand your numbers to grow your business. And even when you're sitting down looking at a potential partnership with someone and or funding for you to go in there as the business owner and articulate the trends, artic- articulate the ratios in your company automatically that gives you a heads up because they say this young man understands his business. He understands where he's been, where it is and where it's going. And I can already tell you that would allow whatever you're trying to borrow for that minute. It will increase it because why you understand the numbers. Agree. Agree KPIs. That's something we'll teach you on a later lesson. All right.
0: But just knowing how, I mean, it's so important, man. If you know what, how many, how many cars you need to watch to, you don't make a thousand dollars. Yeah. It, all right. I want to make 3000 this month. Okay. Let me multiply that times three. You got it, brother. You know, if I know how many calls I need to make to get a deal on the contract, you know, how many deals I want to make this month. That, yeah, that's true. how many calls I need to make. So it's important to kind of be able to predict to you know, to some degree, what, what
1: you can do it, it, for as your business. So you're yeah. right. You know, cause I've learned and I'll close with this numbers never lie. Nope. You know, no. it's just like, I always use the, uh, the example If you've never met me and I told you I was five foot tall with blood pressure, 180 over 200, and I had a 42 inch waist and uh, I gave you other numbers about me, you could tell whether I'm healthy or unhealthy. And the same thing about a business, without even knowing the business you're in, we can look at the numbers and tell you whether this business is healthy or not. And one key factor is going to go down to this. What is your cash flow? And that's why we say cash flow is the rocket fuel to build wealth.
0: Yes, sir. We're going to wrap up episode 16, man. Uh, cutting Ted with the business. So much information in, in this moment. Uh, if you have any questions about it, you know, write it in the comments. We'll definitely come back and answer them. But I think this is one of the keys to taking you from a, a side hustle to a legitimate yeah, company. That's right. right. It's understanding this piece uh, of the business, which is something that people don't work on every day. They work on the business. This is actually working. I'm sorry. They work in the business. This is working on the business, understanding the taxes. So with that being said, I'm your host, Council Glenn. Hey, William V. Thompson. We'll see you guys on episode 17. Great.